Welcome to Seek Justice, a podcast that takes a deep dive into the nuances of criminal justice. Good morning to you, Dennis. How are you doing? Good morning, Eric. As we discussed previously, our plan for today's episode is looking into Kamala Harris's criminal justice reform uh, vision in a she seems she has published this document called Kamala's Plan to Transform the Criminal Justice System and Re-Envision Public Safety in America. And uh, let's let's get to it. What have you uh, what have you read about this? Well, so this I've been looking forward to this because it's the first prosecutor um, and attorney general uh, that is uh, that we're examining here. And similar to Biden, um, she has to not only put forward a plan, but she also has to respond to her critics because she has quite a record on criminal justice, and a lot of it is good, much of it, perhaps even most of it, but some of it is not so good. And in the uh, one of the earlier debates, she was called a task from another candidate. Um, I remember that, yeah. And, uh, and, and really just went back to the positive aspects of a record. I did not think she did a very good job of responding to the app criticisms. And the one, the one that I find, and, and there's many, many things in her record that, that, that I would find troubling, but the one to, to really spearhead today, because it's remarkable, is that when there was an effort afoot that the California prison system had agreed to uh, attempt to reduce the number of prisoners and improve the prison system, and that, of course, the men and women, mostly men, who would have been released sooner than otherwise, mm-hmm. similar to what we've seen in other states like Louisiana, the folks that were targeted were the lower risk and those that at the end of the sentence, and of course, those are the ones that are um, trustees and responsible for prison operations. Right. Janitorial, laundry, et cetera. Right, right. Shining the boss's shoes, that type of thing. And so she objected on the grounds that the people be released were critical to operate the prisons. When the sheriff in Caddo Parish, Louisiana, yeah, was filmed responding to the Justice Reinvestment Initiative there, which we talked about in an episode you can link to. Yeah, we've shared that clip. It went viral. Yeah. Yep. It went viral. And yet this is exactly what she did. So she's got a lot to overcome. Now, having said that, people can change their minds and people can improve their policies. The issue with Kamala Harris, though, is that to date, that as far as I'm aware, she's not said much about that. She's not said, well, that was then and this is now. This is what I've learned, et cetera. So it begins to feel a little bit like she's placating the left, which she has to placate in order to win the nomination. Of course. And unlike some of the other candidates, though, if she would win the nomination, which at this point is increasingly evidently less likely, I mean, anything can happen. Sure. um, She would be in a position to be more centrist, even further right. Mm-hmm. which would help in the general election. Right. And as an African-American woman, she would have a uh, great benefit right. from her ethnicity, et cetera. So I like Kamala Harris's candidacy, and I don't believe that she's really had much of an opportunity to catch fire yet, but obviously if she doesn't do it soon. Now, we have polls as recently as yesterday, the, av- the, the, the average polls of the polls kind of thing right. that for the first time shows Elizabeth Warren ahead of Joe Biden by a slim four-tenths of a point or something. Um, so things are changing, and Trump's attack on Joe Biden, I think, is having an impact. We'll see if he can uh, bounce back from that or whether or not that's only going to get worse. 
But Bernie now, with his health issues and then uh, recently the tragic death of his daughter, his daughter-in-law. Yes, I read about uh, that. You know, he's he's going to be hurting here and he's slipping down into a strong third place. And I suspect that it's going to end up soon to be a Harris um, or Warren um, Biden. Biden fight. But the thing that I like about Kamala Harris is her potential to be in the in administration, administration, yes, possibly as attorney general. And when you consider her plan from that perspective, I like it a lot in some general aspects. Uh-huh. Now, 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 to begin with, as we jump in the plan, like the other candidates, she's got a good entree point, not a lot of research to it, not a lot of uh, citations, not nearly as uh, pedantic nor um, academic as uh, uh, Warren's, right. which means that it suffers a bit by comparison. But the entree point is, is pretty good. I like her language. She talks a similar as Warren does, about fighting for justice, et cetera. So here is what I really like about Kamala Harris's plan is that she's got this heading. Here's how she'll do it. Mm-hmm. And she does something that I really like. She says, as president, there are four main levers that she can exercise to change criminal justice policy. And this is good stuff. She can, one, work with Congress and use her executive authority to change law and policy at the federal level. Exceptionally clear, mm-hmm. right off the bat, she's not in control she doesn't make the mistake that Bernie makes in saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Right. She doesn't make, and Biden had a, a similar mistake, although I think his plan was, in, in general, uh, relatively weak without a whole lot of uh, uh, enthusiastic language in it. Mm-hmm. And similar to a point to Elizabeth Warren's where she does, as you recall, uh, talk about what she can do with the Congress, et cetera. But here she puts it right up front, and it gives the voter a context for a couple things. One, a realistic appraisal of what she can do, beginning with this difficult task. It, it, it sets uh, expectations. Right. And realistic. She doesn't say here, work with a bipartisan Congress or work with a Congress that's split, work with a Senate that's in the Republican control. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I like it. And that's only the first one of her four main levers. The second one is to investigate state and local actors through the Justice Department Civil Rights Division. Another clear point of a reference and attack, not dissimilar at all from the other plans, in, in the fact that they all are doing some of this. But unlike the other plans, she puts this right up front, and it gives the reader, the voter, some context. I don't recall a lot of other candidates talking about local actors. Uh, they went this far down as state, but they, not a, a lot of them uh, acknowledged that there's municipality uh, decision-makers as well. Elizabeth Warrens did. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and, and referenced incentives right. and, 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 and things of that nature. And you can scroll through uh, Warren's plan and see that, in fact, okay. that she's doing this. But again, unlike Kamala Harris, Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren didn't say this right up front, which I think is really helpful and smart. Mm-hmm. And, and then the third one, empower, incentivize behavior on the state and local level through local through uh, federal funding, which all the other candidates said. But again, redundantly, here it is up front. So you've got these contexts of these four levers or, you know, the four cornerstones of her plan, et cetera, which I think is very smart. Mm-hmm. And then fourth, and this is critical too, use your voice as president to advocate for change. It's clear in the other plans that they plan on doing this, but you have to kind of discern it. Right. She's, she's what, what I look for in a candidate at all levels is, is their degree of organization. And the assumption is if you can't get your act together well enough to run clearly and be articulate about your plans, then how in heaven's name are you going to actually Go fill the role of whatever uh, uh, agency you want to have? Mm-hmm. And in this case, I like it. And um, 
you know, and so it starts it starts very positively, I think, and I like it. The uh, the next part the next part of it, which I think is 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 good, and and I like the way that it reads, is she starts with four guiding principles. I believe that Elizabeth Warren started with similar kinds of principles, not are not quite clearly as articulated this, and all of them in their intros did talk about values and principles, so it's not like they're unclear. Mm -hmm. But this is what I like about what Harris is doing. And it shows, frankly, her legal training and her prosecutorial training to some degree and her administrative capability, because as Attorney General, you're running a big agency in California. I mean, this is important. You've got to take a look at, you know, I don't know all what uh, Elizabeth Warren ever ran mm -hmm. in terms of administrative capability or Joe Biden, who's been a politician since he was the youngest senator in the nation, I believe, back uh, some 60 years ago. Wow. Um, or not 60, <laughs> 50 years, it's not that old. Um, but uh, here clearly stated, guiding principles, end mass incarceration, invest resources into evidence and community-based programs that reduce crime and help build safe and healthy communities. Evidence and community-based. That's what yes. we've been on about this whole time. Very, very well, very well stated. She did it in one sentence. Mm -hmm. She's got good staff support to be able to write something this clear, too. Law enforcement's primary mission is to serve and protect communities. It should instill trust to be accountable to the communities it serves. This is a very smart way to put this because she leads with what they do. She doesn't lead with a criticism of them. Mm -hmm. She leads with what they're doing, and she wants to instill trust. This is a value-driven, principle-driven set of expectations here. Very smart. Number three, the system must treat individuals equitably and humanely. And then four, the system must protect of vulnerable people, uh, three and four could be combined, but nonetheless, I like I like the clarity here, mm -hmm. you know. And as a as an informed voter, as informed voters, and I think we've talked about millennials uh, require more uh, research and more uh, clarity mm -hmm. on how things are done, and I think that that helps her here. It hasn't transformed itself in the polls to date because I don't think that she's caught fire or had enough going on. She's also fighting these huge crowds that, that Warren is getting and, and Biden and Bernie are getting these huge crowds. She's up against it. But again, reading this as a potential attorney general mm -hmm. of the United States, holy cow, right? Yes. So when so she goes into these uh, four uh, facets of her proposal. Number one, ending mass incarceration, evidence in community-based programs. And she's got a good, uh, now she starts to provide some uh, citations. She's got some really nice uh, references to uh, state and local legal restrictions as well as federal. Um, and she's, she's good with this, with this research. She wants to make uh, significant investments in policies that would end mass incarceration, investing in job training, housing, transportation. That's good. Um, as a sub point to that, uh, ending the war on drugs, um, and then some good citations there, legalizing marijuana, here she says clearly support states mm -hmm. in legalizing marijuana, legalize marijuana at the federal level, expunge convictions and reinvest in the community. And then she has reference to the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment Act, which there's no link to it <laughs> that I've seen so far. But but so she's got some good clarity here and she's got some good citations. She doesn't exactly say what makes her think that incentivizing local and state jurisdictions would create what's needed. And she doesn't say how much money she wants to put in it, which some of the other candidates did. But perhaps at this stage of the process, that may that may be smart. Um, right. And, and she goes into greater and greater detail. She wants to create grant programs by assessing a sales tax on marijuana and marijuana products. And she's got clear uh, expectations about what that will do. Um, and I love that she is uh, citing our friend Mark Maurer yep. at the Sensing Project. 
Uh, I love that she's focusing on uh, women convicted of offenses. I wish to God she wasn't talking about nonviolent offenses. This is prosecutorial bullshit. The, it, it, we've got to focus on people based on their risk and their need level on and on as we've talked before. This shows a little or actually quite a bit of, of difficulty for me. Mm-hmm. You, 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 it doesn't make sense just to focus on nonviolent people. Right. Um, so I like that. She talks about sentencing reforms, ending mandatory minimums at the federal level and incentivizing states to do the same. She references the Justice Safety Valve Act, which she does not link to, which is a little suspicious to me. Um, and then she writes about clemency and things of that nature. And she's really quite quite clear about this stuff. And For sure. while I could be critical uh, about a lack of detail, I'm not going to at this point really complain too much about that because I'm enthused by the level of detail that she has, her organizational uh, communication here, which gives me a, a feeling that, you know, this is a woman, a candidate who really could and would get into the detail, do a plan of action, delegate it appropriately and, and get the job done. More realistic in some sense than what we've seen from some of the other candidates. Yeah. Some of these bullet lists go like five or six deep. And there's bullets beyond the bullets. Right. And see, this this is that this is what I mean by the level of detail. This is good staff work. There's one of the things that she puts in here about the National Criminal Justice Commission mm-hmm. and, and reflecting back to the last time it was seriously examined, which uh, put a quote in that was in 1967 under the Johnson uh, Katzenbach uh, Commission. Um, and uh, you're doing a 360 degree assessment. And then she goes into bullet after bullet about looking at people studying individuals incarcerated for violent offenses to provide recommendations via evidence-based findings. So while she talked earlier about focusing on women and nonviolent offenses, which I would be critical of, mm-hmm. here she gets right at it. And I think it's really good. And she talks about these offenses being at the state level and talks about studies that talk about long sentences but doesn't cite those studies, which I think she could do and, and continue on the, uh, the research approach here. It's for a candidate to talk about evidence-based practices, this is the first place that you can show that you really mean it, you're doing it, and you know what the evidence uh, shows. Um, she's got a nice bullet here about redefining the metrics and the data we use to measure success in the system. People in the system use terminology such as recidivism, even though there is no good definition of what that means. That's not exactly true. There's four definitions, which is confusing, uh, but nonetheless. I think we, we um, might have actually touched on that in like episode one. Yeah, way back, way back when. Yeah. And and so it shows that she, she can touch on this stuff with some some sense. She wants to reform community supervision. I don't remember or recall, and we could check this, that any of the other candidates were clear about this part of it. They focus on the prisons and the penal institutions and the large issues. But here she's talking about things that shows that she has got staff on board like her come from the criminal justice system. She knows more about the system than any other candidate because she's running. Uh Invest money in states to shorten the length of probation and other forms of community supervision where appropriate and where it serves the interests of justice. This is very, very insightful. The impact that people have is not just because they go to prison. Probation is that term of supervision prior to incarceration in most cases. So she touches on that. Yes. Investing money in states for jail time, technical violations, reforming parole. you know, it's it's good that she gets into it. She's got uh, uh, bullets here about ending private prisons. She's very clear about this. She believes we must end private detention centers for undocumented immigrants. Good, she says it. It's kind of left there. But right. then in the next set of bullets, she talks about helping children thrive. And then she links to several studies. She links to studies about brain maturity. 
She creates a Bureau of Children and Family Justice and reflects on the fact that she did that in California. And she really goes into a lot of detail about the broken foster care system, the pipeline of children from child welfare, the justice system. Wow. The other candidates didn't do this. They might have touched on the school to prison pipeline. When you fail from school, you end up with a higher rate of involvement in the juvenile system. Right. Here she does something that those of us that mesh in the system understand. It's not just about that. It's also about the child care system, because when kids age out of foster care is when they really uh, get into a lot of a lot of difficulty. Yeah, you can tell and, that she's she's gone deep in this area before. Her f- fidelity is a lot higher here. It's yes, yes, and and uh, again, it talks about research, but doesn't link to it. Referencing school-based health services, a positive impact on absences, etc. Well, so linked to it. I mean, she obviously has the research. I'm not sure why the links are as weak as they are. They're they're not. I mean, there's some of them. Yeah, I wonder what the. I won't, there must be as. As someone that makes web pages for a living, I, I wonder if there's a if there's any good research on if, if it's possible to have too many links such that it's hard for people to actually make it all the way down to the bottom of your document because uh, well, they get distracted. I, I, don't, th- I but, don't think so. The, the link the link doesn't. You have the option, obviously. You know this to, right. to, to click or not click. It doesn't make it any longer. True, true. Because where it says research, that's what you click on. Right, which is you know. Yeah, that's the nice thing about about this hypertext that we have on the internet built yeah. out of, is that you can do that. Yeah, so she should put more links. I mean, there's there's a dozen bullets here about uh, juveniles and whatnot. You know, I, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, her next major bullet heading is promoting rehabilitation and, and reintegration. Um, she does link back on track programs, uh, which I did not uh, go to, not having time yet. Focusing on education, job training, and treatment. Um, and gets into a lot of specific. She does something here. She talks about a reentry educational cor- course to mandate federal prisons to provide a reentry educational course that provides, among other things, information on acquiring ID and their options with respect to housing, education, treatment. This is very smart. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, just from a, a personal reference, I've been promoting this for a decade, and nobody's nobody's jumped on it. I've said it again and again. I've, I've written a course for reentry, mm-hmm. um, and to see it here. Is, uh, is I would embrace it enthusiastically. Nice. She wants to create an advisory board of directly impacted individuals to make recommendations for successful reentry. Nobody does this. Everybody has said to one point or another that almost like a, a, a mentioning the people that are most involved need to be part of the commission, et cetera. She's the only candidate that says, I'm going to have a board of just formerly incarcerated persons. This is, this is good stuff. Right. This is good stuff. Talks about banning the box, uh, restoring voting rights, Ending federal bans on formerly incarcerated uh, individuals for certain licensing, a lot of detail. And remember, we're all under the first bullet here right. of uh, reducing mass incarceration. So this is this is quite this is quite good. Um, next section, uh, next whole section. Law enforcement's primary mission is to serve and protect, to instill trust and accountability. Um, and she opens up, and you, you'll know how much I like this. Law enforcement is a critical part of our communities, and we should appreciate the sacrifices of those who serve on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And we should also recognize that the majority are dedicated public servants who serve honorably. That is the way to open up this section. Right. And then to say, but at the same time, there are communities, especially communities of color, that don't have the higher level of trust. And she goes into a lot of detail, uh, clearly understanding the, the huge uh, uh, issue of working with local, state, and tribal law enforcement agencies. I haven't seen the reference to tribal in any of the other plans, hmm. and we need to understand that, too. There is pandemic problems 
in tribal uh, uh, entities. And, and she touches on that here. And um, again, not to, not to minimize these things, but goes into an awful lot of detail with references and experiences, some of them cited, some of them not, um, creates a National Police Systems Review Board, which uh, would uh, require uh, an act of Congress, which she says um, she would fight for, um, and then goes into incentive, incentives and uh, additional funding uh, and whatnot. Um, and then increasing resources for the U.S. Department of Justice, restoring the community-oriented policing services, the cops' office, which I thought did a, a decent job, and uh, uh, gets very clear. She wants to invest federal money and create accountability mechanisms to incentivize state and local governments to provide police use of force training that includes bullet, de-escalation, crisis intervention, mental health, proportionality, deadly force investigations, medical treatment, oral warnings when feasible, psychological roots of bias, procedural justice. Mm -hmm. These are just bullet points, and yet you get the idea, holy cow, she really knows what she's talking about here. Mm -hmm. Good staff support, good research. Um, and in fact, it goes into so many um, details, we don't have time to cover them all. Um, and this whole section, I think, is very, very strong, much stronger, much clearer than what we've seen she does then go into a whole range of citations now when she's talking about expanding access to mental health services and trauma-informed care, prioritizing mental health-informed responses in law enforcement. Very good stuff. So there's still, uh, there's still a lot of spending going on here, but it doesn't. It feels like spending with a reason behind it more, more than, I don't know, some of the other candidates. And also taking advantage of what funding is already there, not providing specifics about how much more funding she'll provide. I'm not exactly sure why the candidates do that. On the one hand, we might criticize them for not being specific. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how much good it does for a candidate to end up here with another trillion dollar price tag. Right. And when you've got candidates like um, Bernie and Warren that are also providing free education and free health care for everyone, which they referred to which so far in her, she doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. This is purely around justice reform. Um, but, you know, it's good. And then she goes into prosecutorial accountability. She doesn't have a lead-in for this, which I'm a little surprised about. Um, but she goes into a lot of detail and then uh, a similar set of detail on support for public defenders. Um, so this section is very strong. Um, a good number of citations, not as, as, as many, um, but referencing her record, Referencing examples, so I think it's a pretty strong section. Yep. Next uh, section on uh, treating individuals equitably and humanely. Stop crim uh, criminalizing poverty, ending the bail system. She's got some good data, some good research there. She has a pretrial integrity and safety act with Senator uh, Rand Paul. She doesn't reference it. She doesn't cite it. I don't know why she wouldn't do that. It just is, would be so simple um, so that we know exactly what she would otherwise be talking about, wants to end the use of fines to, uh, that criminalize the poor. She wants to invest money in states. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why she thinks that would work. Um, it, there'd have to be some pretty steep incentives um, and, you know, some detail there. She does have a section on humane treatment of prisoners. She wants to end the death penalty. Um, and she's got some record there that, that might come back to haunt her. She did not seek the death penalty to uh, for a, an individual that was accused of killing a police officer, despite facing relentless political pressure to do so. I'm not sure if she has a, a sublime record of not supporting the death penalty, citing one case uh, rather than a record, uh, a fuller record 
you know, would require some digging. I suspect that she supported the death penalty plenty, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know that for sure. Once to end solitary confinement, I don't know how. I don't know nothing about states' incentives here. We know 85% of all prisoners in the country are locked up at the state level and the local level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then prohibit prisons from making a profit. Uh, private uh, prisons and private prisons and telecommunications. It's good detail. Doesn't say how she'll do it. Um, keeping families intact. You know, and this is strong language. Ripping families apart creates lasting harm and undermines the goal of building safer and healthier communities. We should strive to maintain family connections. She says more in those two sentences than some of these other candidates did in a pair in in a, in a page. Uh -huh. She just has a good knack for getting this stuff done. Talks about supporting the First Step Act. Does it um, link to it? Um, has co-sponsored an act called Dignity for Incarcerated Women Act, and it goes into three bullets about what it does, good stuff, but doesn't link to it. I don't know why. Um, and it's just kind of inconsistent here. It's almost like, hey, we got to get this thing out. Right. So, you know, we'll use the citations we have, but she probably ought to go back and, and, and give it another shot. Um, and then finally, uh, to protect vulnerable people, clearing the nationwide rape clearing the nationwide rape kit backlog in the first term. Here she's specific where she should be. Very good stuff. Invest $1 billion to allow states to fully implement. I suspect that that is a research number um, and points to her record as attorney general that she eliminated the backlog. Did she? So good stuff here and examples of her actual uh, activity that would show, obviously, the support that she knows what she's doing. Right. Um, has a big section here on protecting consumers against fraud and fighting for for victims' rights, and uh, you know it's and, and that's it. I, I like this plan a lot. It, it it some might say that it suffers alongside Warrens and, and perhaps Bernie's, but Bernie's is way too over over promising. Warrens does less over promising, but does link it to some of the other things that I think are, are pretty perhaps over promising on healthcare for all and uh, education for all, which means that if those things don't happen, then these things can't happen. And Harris doesn't do that. So this 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 fulfills my hope that somebody with this type of uh, uh, history and experience in the justice system has done a good job. I would say, all things considered, this is the best plan of the ones that we've reviewed from the standpoint of the language, the uh, realistic appraisal, mm -hmm. and mostly the organization. And the feeling you get from reading it is, one, she knows what she's talking about. This is a person who knows enough to knows how to get it done. And this it, this, this is a uh, an application to be the attorney general of the United States. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Well, and she's, she's worked in the criminal justice system uh, as a prosecutor in a way that uh, none of the other candidates really have. So it makes sense that she would, you know, have been able to to peer inside the uh, the machine a little bit and have yeah. these insights. I'm surprised that um, I have, I, I can, uh, you can Google and then add to the notes some of the press on this. Vox did a good review of, of explaining it, and, mm -hmm. and much of what I've talked about today certainly reflects that similar thinking. But I, I wonder what she's done by way of expressed, express um, details of this, town hall meetings. This She should be running more on this than perhaps some of the other stuff, because this obviously is her long suit. And uh, I think she could get a lot of mileage out of this uh, looking at the, the various candidates. Yes. There was an episode of another podcast that I listened to that talked about how uh, how the, the Kamala Harris uh, candidates differs from as she was as a prosecutor. And I found that very interesting. I will... Uh, Look that up and, and include it in the show notes, too. 
and these show notes will be at seekjustice.fm slash zero two three. Well, good. I think um, I, I don't know if you want to do another uh, candidate. I think we've hit uh, the top four, although um, it might be interesting to take a look at uh, Cory Booker's from the standpoint. He's another guy that's got a lot of experience uh, in New Jersey uh, as the mayor and as a uh, state legislator. Um, we could look at his. We could look at. Yeah, and he also seems others. like a. He also seems like a. Um, a likely cabinet pick for a. Maybe. For President Warren or. Maybe. Well, we'll leave Biden. that. We'll leave that up to you. See where we want to go, and uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, Dennis. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. All of our episodes can be found on our website, seekjustice.fm. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be reached at seekjusticefm at gmail.com or via our Twitter account, at seekjusticefm. See you next week.